Welcome everyone to our podcast. Thank you for joining us here on Gen Z Problems Podcast with the students at Homestead Middle School located here in Homestead, Florida. Exit one and two. This podcast was created using grant funding from the Education Fund located here in Miami. This book podcast is about all the problems that affect and affect our generation, Generation Z, and how we how can we find solutions, do dialogue, and then turn them into action. Thank you. Sinister Bullard, welcome to our Gen Z Problems podcast. Please introduce yourself to our audience and tell us what generation you're in. Share with us one thing about middle school that you remember good, bad, or ugly that you think influenced you to become the man, the sinister activist that you are now. Greetings, everyone. Uh, Senator Dwight Bullard. I'm the president of the South Dade NAACP, among other things, former Florida State Senator who I used to represent the Homestead area in both the House and the Senate. And I am part of Gen X, but I always happen to be kicking it with Gen with Gen Z. <laughs> oh, um, well, one of the first things that stands out for me is, so I went to South Miami Middle School uh, in the magnet program. And so I guess two things that kind of stick out for me was the program that I was in was, well, I was started in drama and finished in broadcast arts. So both of those allowed me to get over my stage fright or at least steps to get over my stage fright. I was very, very scared of speaking in front of folks, um, but those two experiences kind of stood out for me. The other one that stands out for me is that, uh, you know, one of my closest friends and I met in middle school. So we've now been friends for, let me date myself real quick, 30, 31 years. We have two questions we would like to divide into today's that our problems concerning us Gen Z. We have seen so much happening in our communities and throughout the U.S. dealing with violence in school. Recently, there are there was another shooting in Idaho where a sixth grade middle school female shot three of her classmates before a teacher was able to disarm her. We also know that you used to be a social studies teacher at Coral Reef High School. Our question to you is who needs to do something so we can feel safer in our schools? What laws do we need to petition to, petition to be changed or amended? Wow, uh, very good question, very complex question. Um, I find that the safest schools and the safest communities and the safest people are not the people who have more guns or more access to guns, but they are the places that have more access to resources. So what you'll find is that if your school uh, invests more in programs uh, like this, right, like the creation of multiple podcasts, the creation of computer labs that allow for gaming and, you know, video game production, uh, for those that, you know, do something, you know, innovative, like have, you know, a recording studio after school so that folks can you know, write songs or write raps and, and see what they sound like and, and, and help them, you know, become more, um, you know, more access to some of the arts and some of the new innovative technologies that are, that are out there would curb the violence, 
But I also think that we have to recognize the violence is real and that communities, like you mentioned, the, the, the young sister who, who unfortunately opened fire on her classmates, we need to make sure that there's space for you all to have someone to talk to about the things that you're going through. Um, a lot of times there's a disconnect between Gen Z or administration or whomever, um, but you all need to figure out what a safe space looks like for you to talk about the issues that you're going through, whether it is the fact that your parents are divorced or the fact that you've been you know, around community violence or the fact that you, you know, may know people who are dealing with issues of addiction or extreme poverty, but just in general, the fact that you know you all are going through puberty. And so there's a lot of emotions that come with that. And the inability to talk to somebody about what you're going through leads you to make extreme decisions. So one thing I would suggest is maybe talking with the administration about creating a peer group uh, or a bunch of peer groups where you know, you know, one of the counselors at the school can can kind of help lead the space where you all can talk about all the things that are going on. Um, so I think those are kind of like the two solutions is creating more extracurricular spaces, again, like studios or gaming labs or, or all those things. And then the other piece will be making sure that you all have a, a real dedicated safe space to talk about what's, what's on your mind and what you all are going through so that incidents of violence don't pop up. Thank you. That is great information. We will need to divide into this further on in the podcast episode. We are tired of policing in neighborhoods in a negative way. As a Gen Z, we are paying attention. We are actively seeking ways to become involved in how policing is handled. Can you offer us two or three ways we can become involved now as we enter high school to address this issue of policing in our neighborhoods? Sure. Um, you know, one one of the, the challenging things after what happened at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School was everyone rushed to make sure that there were more police officers in schools. And I think that was uh, that was too reactionary. They didn't think about the consequences of having more officers on campus when there aren't active shooters. You know, it's one thing to to respond to somebody shooting at a school, but it's also another thing to have somebody with a gun patrolling around students all the time and creating a, a very tense environment. So I think that needs to be looked at and changed um, so that you all don't feel conflicted or feel you know as though you can't be in school and feel uh, safe to be who you are because of somebody walking around who you all don't know or who's not engaging with you or, or at least getting to know you all as people. Um, the other side of that is, and, and this may be sounding a little more controversial, but I'll explain it, is really understanding what folks mean when they talk about defund the police, right? Um, and what I mean by that is a lot of people got caught up in the term defund the police and were like, oh, you're trying to get rid of police. It's not a question of getting rid of police. It's a question of redistributing resources to other things that are that are that are equally, if not more important. So I'll give you an example of my middle school opportunity. Right, we didn't have any police officers when I was in middle school, nor did uh, nor did we have any incidents that required 
police officers when we were in middle school. One thing that I did really appreciate was the county gave me a bus pass when I was uh, 14. Uh, that was good, you know, during my time when I was in school, but also gave me opportunity to get on the weekends. And the reason I say that is because the reason I bring this up and, and tying it all together, we don't spend enough money on public transportation in comparison to what we do for police officers, right? So taking some of that money from, from police at the county and reinvesting that into public transportation or reinvesting that into mental health or reinvesting that into, you know, making sure that you all have a real on-site clinic at the school, right? Like how many of you have had a chance to, you know, get your blood pressure checked, to have your eyes checked, to have your teeth checked? Wow, you know, and are you going to get a chance to do that? You know, maybe your parents are working, you know, maybe you don't have access to those kinds of things because of where you live. So knowing that there's something like that at the school site that you could go to, you know, whether it's once a week or once a month and, and be in a clinic, you could take some of the resources that we spend on law enforcement and move it into that. And just to give you an idea of what I mean, Right now, the county spends about $124, $126 million on transportation, which sounds like a lot, until you realize the county spends over $800 million on law enforcement, right? So when you think about how much they're spending over here and how little they're spending over here by comparison, to make sure you all have safe bus routes, to make sure you have efficient bus routes, to make sure you might get Metro Rail down south, all those things would allow students like yourself the same opportunity I had when I was in middle school, which was to explore. Like I, you know, to be able to go to Vizcaya, be able to go to Museum of Science, be able to go to all these things while, while taking the public transportation, because all those things are on the public transportation route, was something I really, really enjoyed. Uh, doing when I was in middle school. And the idea that you all don't have that same opportunity um, in 2021 is is disgusting. And we could, especially when you say the sky, all of us are like, yes, we can just <laughs> go to the beach. Like, don't, don't play. Like, we literally could just go and have a day at the beach for a reward, especially for our eighth graders, because that's the group I have here. So thank you. So we're going to wrap up. And the way we want to wrap up today is we want to give you space and opportunity to shout out your middle school, your high school, your college or your university, if you would like to do so. No problem. Always, always down to hype up those folks. So shout out to, you know, South Miami Wildcats. Uh, you know, they're still out there doing their thing. I also went to Miami Killian uh, Senior High School, home of the Cougars. Uh, so definitely big shout out to the green and gold. And then I, uh, I, I had the privilege of going to college and going to the illustrious the Florida A&M University in Tallahassee. And so go Rattlers. Hopefully you all get a chance to see us. Uh, we have a football game here in Miami uh, on September 5th, I believe it is, uh, with Labor Day weekend. Uh, we're playing Jackson State. So hopefully you all get a chance to come check us out, check out the band and all those good things. And I would also encourage you know, you all the students, as the NAACP, we do have a youth council and would love for you all to be involved. I can share the information with Ms. Gordon so you all can, you know, be a part of the change that you want to see in this, in this space. 
We want to thank Senator Bullard for coming on our Gen Z podcast, coordinated, scheduled, maintained by the students of Homestead Middle School here in Homestead, Florida, Exit 1 and Exit 2. My name is Miss Gordon. I am just their mentor and someone who helps them get things set up and coordinated. I am excited about the future. Our students are the future. Gen Z is going to be able to hold it down. They are doing podcasts. They are doing vlogs. They are interviewing, asking the correct questions. They are motivated. They are dedicated. We do not have to teach them grit or perseverance. They were born that way. They were born with it. So thank you to Senator Bullard for coming on. He is our first guest. My students were extremely nervous, but I am so proud of them. We'll see you next time for our next guest on Gen Z Podcast. Thank you.